Alienation version 2.0. This is episode number 25, and I am Dan. And I am Jake. Jake is with us tonight. Hey, Jake. And I am Dieter. Who's Dieter? Dieter. You know me, <laughs> RCD Butts. RCD Butts. RCD Butts. <laughs> All around the forums, here and there and everywhere. So what's going on, guys? I know we uh, we actually did get last night together to record, and we had uh, Hilly Harry and uh, Richie Clark from the UK on. Unfortunately, as I said on the Facebook page, we ran into some audio difficulties with that, and I was not comfortable releasing that episode, so here we are again. Here we are. Yay! Hey, man, you're putting out quality. You know, that's that's what it's all about. Well, if, if it's crap, you're willing to throw it away, and kudos to you for doing that, because that must, I mean, that's frustrating. Yeah. You probably spent the whole day working on that stuff. So, uh, you know, thank you for making sure that you're producing quality while you're still going through these growing pains. So yeah, it's, um, I think that citizens appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's quite a learning curve. You know, as a lot of you guys know, I just recently picked up quite a bit of gear that uh, I don't really know how to use. <laughs> so, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm putting out something that is uh, listenable and comfortable for everybody. So my apologies, uh, Harry and, and Richie, you know, we had a great conversation with you guys last night and, um, we're going to get you on again soon. Uh, we're going to talk yeah, a little I, bit about the stuff that we did talk about with you guys today, but, uh, what can I say? I'm sorry, guys. Enjoy talking with you, Harry and Rich. It was a lot of fun. So anyway, here we are. What's been going on guys. So Jake's got, uh, a little bit of a surprise, uh, waiting for him to open there. What you got there, Jake? I have nothing. 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 <laughs> nothing. Yeah? You can't know. It's mine. Is it a little secret? Does it have your name on it? It, it does. Is it, is it green? It is. And actually, it's a lot more blue than I thought it would be. Yeah? Yeah, it's is got it some nice metallic blue in or... there. No, it's not a goblin. It's a gablin. Gablin. Yeah, it's a gablin. <laughs> 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 some Sevix for that gablin. Hold on. While, while you're picking on me about this, um, when, when you're hovering and you spin the tail around, what do you call that? Pyro? Pirouette. A pyro. Okay. What do you call it? Because I, I, I've heard you call it a pyro several times. <laughs> like pirouette. Isn't it a pyro? Yeah. Pyro? Isn't it the same thing? No. Same as a pirouette, pyro. 
Well, we're pyro too, is like but... you want to light it on fire, and a pyro is a spin. Oh, are you disappointed that I actually called it a pyro then? Because you were trying to put me on the spot. I was. Oh well. Uh-huh. So anyway, Jake's got a goblin. I have a goblin. Are you excited? I am. You just got it today, like a few hours ago. Yes. Yes, I was I was clicking refresh on the tracking page all day at work, and it never said it was here. And when I got home, it was waiting for me. Oh, how beautiful! So, are you gonna have you? You're gonna tell us about it. You're gonna have you opened it up yet? I may have taken a peek, but I haven't unboxed it entirely yet. All right. So, I'm assuming that since you've been waiting for this goblin for the last few days, you haven't been doing much flying this week. I've been doing a lot of simming. Yeah, that's about it. Is it helping you? Or are you getting better? um yeah a little bit yeah a little bit i need to do some of it in real life but you know whatever that's what happens i've been uh every day at work on lunch break i've been breaking out phoenix and uh starting an rc heli nation uh flight there and you know see if anybody joins me or whatever but i sit there and fly for about 45 minutes on my lunch break and nice nice so should we take a few minutes and see what's in that box are you gonna what are you gonna just what do you want to do there uh we can yeah, well, let's and let's do that. I can take some pictures as we do it, and I can post them up as uh, well tonight or tomorrow morning. I can post them up, and then people can look at the pictures while uh, they're listening. Yeah, do it. Okay. Let's, let's let's see what's I'll, in that. Bag. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to turn the mute on because there might be some hard breathing. But go ahead. <laughs> you have the hand lotion handy? I do. It's right here, man. Let me. Get, I gotta get a cat first, though. Hang on a sec. <laughs> crooked head. Now we know why he's called crooked head. All right, man. Lead us through it. Narrate us through what is going on as you're opening this box. All right. Well, well. First, my my Killian's bottle's off to the right here. So that's important. When that's in the picture, you, you know. Don't knock there. that over. Yeah. No oh, kidding. Boy. All right. So there's the box. It's a big black box with green writing. Well, green and white writing. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. whatever. And then you open it, and inside, on top, you have the manual. I don't know if you guys have seen the manual for this at all. Have you seen the PDF or anything? I have, yes. I'm already done. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm spent. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, let's hear about it anyway. Yeah. Let's go for manuals. Go for round two. Full (laughs) color. Round two. (laughs) Go get some hydration. We'll go for round two. All right. Go ahead, Jake. All right, so um, the manual is full color, just like the PDF. It's you know pretty decent quality for the print and everything. It's it's pretty nice, really. Uh, you know, it, it's it could go in the bathroom. Good reading material when you're done building it. I don't know. And then you have a bunch of white boxes. You know what? You wouldn't make that, a very good stripper, Jake. What? Get to the point, man. Get to the point. <laughs> Get to the point. I want to. I want to know more about suspense. the manual, though. I mean, is it uh, like a a full? Uh, I haven't seen the PDF of the manual yet, but. Is it like just a diagram of a whole bunch of different parts or is it really, you know, well-written? Because, I mean, between like an Align manual and say like a, a Rave, a Curtis Youngblood Rave manual, there's a huge difference there. Like, is it really mm. descriptive? Um, pictorially, yes. But not um, a lot of writing lot and tips for... and options or? There, there's some notes that they've put in here. Um, but for the most part, it's just, this is where these screws go and, you know, it's all in English. That's good. Move along. Move along. No. Okay. No, I'm still flipping through the manual. All right. I'll put that down. All right. Let's see. 
I need a knife. So, so tell us what you're what shut. you're looking at. The box is open, and you've got what? You've got like separate little boxes of goodies, or is it yep. like? There's one, two, three, four, five, six. Nice. Six white boxes that have no labels on them. So we'll start with the white flat one. If I can get the tape open here. And that one is all the carbon fiber goodness that would be the frame. And all that. And the nice green skids. Which I've been Isn't interested in this. Awesome. Like they match the blades too with the whole kit. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, so cool. I love those SAB blades. I, that's... Like, that's really all I fly. I haven't flown them yet, so this will be my first with those blades. This is Jake's first real helicopter. Hey, now. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> I had a Hirobo shuttle. That would oh, be it. Okay. But, I mean, looking at the frame, it, it's it's fairly smooth. I don't think it's going to require much sanding, if any, you know, on the edges and stuff, so... Nice. That's nice. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff is in separate bags. I don't know. Keep it from getting banged up on each other or whatever. Are the bags at least labeled or? Yeah. Yeah. You have like H0017 and, you know, all that kind of crap. Yeah. I would, you know, I wish more people would just kind of label their kits like, you know, tail stuff, you know, these, <laughs> these <laughs> serial numbers that they, that they have going is like, there's the, okay, here's the part H Z zero zero two, two, five, eight, seven. And just oh, call it, you know, tail stuff or the bearings for the, um, tail rotor shaft are pressed into the carbon fiber already. So that's nice. All right. Moving on. Set that over here. So, so this is box number two that we're getting ready to tear into. Box number two. All right. Actually, hold on. Hold on. So I can actually, people know which box we're talking about. There's a diagram in the manual that tells you which box is which. So that would be box six that I just opened that had all the carbon fiber in it. Okay. I am currently opening box five. And it's empty. Yes, it is. Box five is Just empty. Spacer? Completely box. empty box? Yes. Or? Um, no, it's a optional parts box, but there's two boxes that are exactly the same size. So either box five or box seven has all the miscellaneous baggies of parts. And by miscellaneous, I mean there's baggies. The bits and bobs. The bits and bobs. Yes, yes bits and bobs. <laughs> yeah, they won't get that one. We were talking to, who was it that said that yesterday? Richie Clark, yeah, we were talking Richie about Clark, the, so. the bits and the bobs. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Gotta so protect your bits and bobs, bags. that's for sure. So Thank that box is probably for, you know, when they put it together in kits, they'll put all that extra stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. didn't come with a motor, ESC, all that stuff, right? Correct. So they, they're probably going to put together kits and put them all in that box, I'm guessing. Uh, probably. All right. Let's see here. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I don't know, like 16, 17 bags here. I don't know. I counted too fast and lost track. Don't blame me. All right. I've got, I've got your tuned up so everybody can hear you rustling through the bags. I got. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, and next. Do we want to do the long skinny one, the short fat one, or the big one? Mm, let's do the big one. <laughs> the big one it is. The big that one's probably the, what, the canopy, I'm guessing. 
Yeah. They call it box two, and that would be the canopy and the tail blade or the, the rotor blade holder. Yes, tail blade holder. Rotor blade holder. And it is a very, very big canopy. If I can fit it on my head, I will. You gotta, <laughs> gotta get your wife to take a picture of it. I, I'm gonna unwrap that because it's just pretty and I want to see it. So you guys can wait while I unwrap it. Yeah, I want to hear lots of protection, no warping. Because I, I mean, that's something I've seen a couple times. It's uh, warping in a couple kits that I've gotten before, just in the canopy. Yeah, no, it, it looks good. I mean, it comes wrapped in clear plastic, and it's you know didn't have a huge amount of. Uh, padding or anything in the box with it but it was snug in the box not like it was going to go anywhere so yeah and I, I mean you know a blow dryer can usually fix any warping as well so Dieter did you ever hear my my uh, heat gun story with the MCPX while Jake's unwrapping this stuff that's a good uh, story by the way no I don't think I recall that one <laughs> well, Th this one that I'm unboxing and, and organizing right here no no it was actually not the MCPX it was an MSR I was flying oh, in, okay. in my kitchen and I've got a kitchen living room combination, right? It's just one big room essentially. Yeah. And um, flying the MCP or the MSR and it crashes of all places in like a five inch water dish for the dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You said it was like, uh, yeah, I remember hearing yeah. that one. Of yeah, all like places, what are the chances? Well, yeah, I decided to hurry up and get it to, you know, dry it out real fast and I used an industrial heat gun and I drew it. I did. I. I dried it out real quick and melted everything all together also. Yeah, what you want to do is just get the power off as quickly as possible and give it a couple days to dry before you apply power. I wanted it dry now, damn it. <laughs> I know. Water, pure water shouldn't be conducting electricity, but not the water that you're finding out in nature is not deionized, so you're screwed. Okay, so we have two boxes left. All right. Which one am I opening? The long one or the short fat one? Short fat one. The short fat one. It's going to be the head. That <laughs> I knew is. he would go for the short fat one. I was thinking the long one, but... Uh -huh. That would be box four. Well, let me get the big box out of the way here. All right, box four. Which starts with the head on top, the way it should be, right? Mm-hmm. So you have one, two, three, four trays in here that are made out of that dense black styrofoam. Mm -hmm. And that's all machined out to fit all the pieces in very, very nicely. And they're all wrapped in plastic. So I will open one of them and take pictures of all of them. Oh, those are some nice gears, man. All right, screw you guys. I'm going to go like play with this for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Sweet. Good, strong, solid gears. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. So this is your first uh, 700 size. Like, how big was your Hirobo? No, it was 30 size. Okay, so this is your shuttle. first 700. Yeah. So is it your first fly barless? No. Oh, okay. No, my 200 Sweet. is fly barless. <laughs> I don't know if that really yeah. counts or not, but... Get ready to step back. Yeah, right? First time you spool that yeah. thing up, man. It's it's a little scary. Like, is it supposed to be that fast? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to put it out there. If any of the listeners actually want, like, real close-ups of any specific part, they can just let me know, and I'll take some pictures as I'm building. And then they can have better pictures. 
I'm sure right. everyone's like, take pictures of everything the whole way through mm-hmm. and what you yeah, think right. of everything and then do a video. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I yeah. think Jake's planning on doing a video. You were going to do a time-lapse video of, too, right? Yeah, I was planning on doing a time-lapse of the build. Sweet. That'll right. be fun. I just sent you a link. We can put it in the show notes. There it is. Wait a minute. You just sent me a YouTube video. I, was, I don't know. I've seen a couple of those time-lapse videos, and those were like really cool. Was, I think one was a Logo 600. And the same guy, I think I, he did a build of a T-Rex 550. But the, the Logo 600 thing was cool because he'd all be part of the build and then all of a sudden one of his wrenches you'd see would go through a weird little synchronized cool thing and then he'd build, be built and then weird stuff would show up in the background and just kind of work its way around the room. And so it's, I, and I think he was taking 15 second intervals. This video is cool as hell, man. The one I just sent you? Yeah. Yeah, that was... The two hours I just spent after work. Oh, that is really cool. I can't wait right, for the listeners got, to see you that. You afford it to me now, man. So if we put the link in the show notes, anybody that actually comes to the site and clicks the link will be able to find it. So That's pretty cool, man. Okay, so moving on. Moving on. We have, we have one box left. It would be box three. We have a very long boom. <laughs> yes, that's the way we like it, right? That's the way you like it. What, you like it short? (laughs) I don't like it at all. Okay, and we got the blades, and we got the tail blades, and we have, looks like the push rod. That took you two two hours to do that video? Pretty close, yeah. It's going to take you like three weeks to build a helicopter doing that. I'm not building the helicopter doing that. <laughs> That's unfortunate because that is cool as hell, man. It, it that is, is pretty awesome. It, it's it's one minute, and that took you two hours to do that one minute. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to do uh, wider intervals, but this is a cool demonstration of what you can do. But what I, I plan on doing with that is I plan on um, continuing the unboxing that way, and then I'll do time lapse for the actual build. So it'll be a mixture of both when it's done. Yeah, I, I, I like your, you know, windy, Windows Media Player intros and and outros. <laughs> it yeah. looks a little bit like the intros and outros uh, to my videos that I've made, which I need to revamp and add the RC Heli Nation to. You know, Rob's got some pretty nice intros that he's built for videos. Yeah. Do we have any for RC Heli Nation yet? Yeah. Okay, so back to this. These blades are, you know, big. They're 690s, whatever. So that's what they give you, um, 690s they in come there? With some, yeah, they come with 690s. They come with a couple holographic stickers in there. And, and did they, say, uh, bird, did like, they say bird camera on them? Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. will, will, they, will that thing take up to 710s, or what's the length um, it'll take? I think it and, does. I think it does. I don't remember for sure, but I, I know it can take bigger than, than 690. Off the top of my head, it'd be cool if they gave you the option to, you know, order it with whatever size blade that you wanted. Yeah, I really tried to get them to send me one with with a green or um the orange canopy, but that didn't work out. (laughs) They're like, you'll get green or and you'll like it. All right, so that is you have to be awesome like Bert or Tarek if you want anything else. Yeah, so that's what you're doing with it now, Jake. What am I doing with it now? For uh, another mute session. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Jake? I hate you. That's all. I feel it. It's okay. Yeah, I, I definitely liked you a lot more than I do right now. Yeah. Previously, <laughs> but you've, you've had better. You know, on my approval scale, it's been higher before. It's a little low right now, but uh, there's always time to redeem yourself later. 
Well, while, while we're on the, the hating spree of me, do you want to know what's going in it? Savex. Savex? Savex. Are you putting a Scorpion 130 amp V-Series ESC in there? Nobody's um, putting that limited edition oh, monster ESA. motor. Oh, yes. the 4525 or the 50? 4525 limited edition. Yep, 520 Ooh. kV. Um, nice. The oh, Ice 2 160. And, of course, I'm putting a V-Bar in it. And, well, I'll get hate mail for that, but that's okay. Are you going to use um, the, the governor? Yes. Cool. Yes, I will. And so then you've I have got the, your um, phase sensor and everything? No, I won't use the V-Bar governor. I'm going to use the one in the the castle. Oh, okay. 100% so throttle curves, man. Don't need governors when you use 100%, 100% throttle curves. I am actually, myself, uh, a, a recently firm believer in the governors. Just because I, I, I didn't don't believe mess in with them? them before. Because they're too much work. Yeah, I don't know how to use them. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know i nice. but that's the thing once once you're uh really comfortable with your electric knowledge and what you're doing and you're ready to but it's not you know, fair because you're an electrical next... engineer <laughs> you got a slight advantage and also too you know my governors on my nitros i don't use them as governors i use them as limiters yeah, yeah. You right know, i mean to each their own yeah uh, yep. whatever makes you happy I don't yeah, really do I any just, fancy things though, so I don't have to really worry too much about overspeeding. Who knows what you what your preferences will be later, dude? When you're hovering tail in forty five degrees, you don't you don't need to worry about all that fancy shit. Wait, we're back to forty five. <laughs> I thought we were up to like forty nine. Well, yeah, forty five, forty nine. Tomato, tomato. No nose so, in then yet, huh? Um, yeah. only yeah, but you know, never intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll get there man it's like my you know. 3d flying i do 3d flying all the time but it's never really intentional <laughs> yeah a lot of it is uh <laughs> it's I a lot of shit. 3D there for a second <laughs> yeah so anyway that's enough of jake's shit god damn yeah. it yeah yeah i do have to mention though that so far I've, I've been playing with the the savix savox how do, how do you actually say it what's the right way savix you know, Savix servos are the same as the Alliance servos, right? They're like twice the price. They're made by the same people, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the exact same thing. Like, if you're going to buy... From last time I checked the price differences, they were the exact same price as well. Not the ones Jake's got. No, the ones really? that I have are kind of kind of badass. Well, yeah, they're, they're starting to come out as a company on their own and yeah. be more of a prevalent, like, you know, screw you guys, we're going to make our own stuff with our own brand name and you know we'll start putting out our own prices and our own i you know i don't know that's all speculation too but yeah yeah well while, while we're on the topic of it um these are the what is this the sb 2271 sg and the 2272 mg is the tail servo and you're talking the the cyclic servos what a speed of 0 0.065 at what 7.2 volts and the tail servos 0.032 god damn yeah they're they're ridiculously fast and they have just as much torque as like the outrage servos there so and those are wait what, what were the voltages on that um this was 7.2 but you can well i've been testing them at 8.4 so i'm gonna continue testing them at that and see how they do 
Okay. So yeah, probably no problems at 8.4, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I imagine they'll be fine. So now that Jake's burnt up over 20 minutes of uh, showtime talking about his new spiffy goblin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Just let up? me talk about my fusions for a while. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Dieter, this past week? You doing anything fun and exciting? Uh, well, it looks like I've, I've got a little project ahead of me. Yes, you like do. Like a, a really little project. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the wind's been a little crazy around here lately, but it's supposed to clear up next week. And about a week ago, I was able to get a couple interesting flights going, you know, some some good and bad. Uh, I have a friend at work who put together a tricopter and I got to give that a little flight. And it was kind of interesting at first, just trying to get used to it. It was a little not as reactive as I expected it to be. But once I got the hang of it, it was kind of fun to just kind of scoot around with it. Doing a little pirouettes with it right in front of your face looked pretty cool. Yeah. And so now I'm, I've got this thing in my head about maybe getting some sort of multi-copter thing and putting cameras on it. And, you know, I've also been watching all these YouTube videos you know, flying in the Grand Canyon and around beaches with their FPV machines. So I want to get something where I can, you know, set down a backpack, put on some goggles and fly something and, and record some video and do some FPV stuff. But, you know, that's definitely in the future. But I've I've got that bite and I know how, how it is in this hobby. Speaking Bef- of uh, FPV stuff, there's a video that I saw today on Helifreak. And uh, I'll get you guys some links. But essentially, there's some guys, and I I can't quite tell where they're from, but they throw up a quadcopter uh, with the first-person video, and they fly up over the building into this rugby field or soccer field. With a bunch of guys that are playing? And so they hover like right above him. One of the guys picks up the (laughs) soccer ball and and huffs it at the helicopter, or the quadcopter just totally knocks it out of the sky. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well... Yeah, what I mean, what do you expect if you do that? And the, the cool thing about it was almost like it was... I don't, I don't think it was staged, but it kind of looked like it might have been because the thing ended up upside down and the guys are in the camera, are in the frame, upside down, and they're all cheering, you know? And it's just kind of a funny video. I'll have to go watch that. Yeah, we'll definitely put that in the show notes. But uh, <laughs> speaking of the little project that you got, we kind of glossed over that. As a lot of you guys know, I got a Hawker conversion. I most posted it on the Facebook page. <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't going real well. I wasn't having much luck with it. And I was talking with Dieter late one night. And uh, he's like, well, send it over to me. I'll, I'll see if I can get it going and maybe do a review on it. Hey, guys. And when he says late one night, not like late one night, like he talks to a subway friend. We were just, you know, chilling and chatting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What subway friend? I don't have any subway friends. You know that guy that you oh, like? Oh, yeah, that guy, that guy. I know his name now. His name's Mitchell. See? Cool. See? You, guys, <laughs> you guys got anything set up? Or? <laughs> Are you jealous? I just got to give you a hard time. Uh, you know? So anyway, you guys saw on the Facebook page the picture of all these parts sitting in the, uh, in the little checkbook box. That's literally how I sent it to Dieter. <laughs> I just put a Ziploc bag around it, threw some tape on it. And it showed up at his house in this just this box of nondescript, no no little screws in little bags, 
No, it was probably missing this, a couple. It was, yeah, no, it was in an envelope, and they they put it in my mailbox. <laughs> Fit perfectly in my mailbox, which is a standard size mailbox. I was like, "Is this really? This is all of it, right? This, this is all of it." So I, you know, opened it up, and this big bag wrapped around this checkbook <laughs> box, and all these little parts in here. And I've actually got it right in front of me right now, and I was just starting to separate all these little bolts and you know parts and pieces and i'll have to pull up a manual and see what's going on here but you know it'll be fun projects yeah yeah i hope you have fun with it we'll we'll see (laughs) so this week for me guys i haven't been getting a lot of flying in um the weather uh, excluding the last two days the weather has just been absolutely shitty i mean but it yesterday and today uh beautiful Uh, almost 60 degrees sunny today was a little windy um I, I wanted to go flying today, but I just couldn't get it out out there. Mondays are not good days for me. <laughs> I have other appointments that I need to attend to, and uh, they have a tendency to take the wind out of my sails, so to speak. Tonight, it's supposed to snow, get down into the 30s, and the next two days, it's supposed to be like that. But this next weekend, you know, much like you were saying, Dieter, the weather is supposed to be very nice. So, going to be doing some flying what you're getting about two days ahead yeah i'm looking forward to it me too oh yeah i'm gearing up i'm getting all my batteries out ready to charge i was thinking about doing my conversion to these from deans to ec5s but i might have to uh wait on the conversion and and fly and then do the conversion afterwards famous last words we'll see yeah you know when i switched all mine over i just did it i just sat down and did it and it took a while but i got it all done i love the EC5s compared to Dean's. Yeah, I, sh- I should just do that, definitely. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow's not going to be good flying, so tomorrow will be a perfect day to uh, do that. I need to get the right... I'll just use the same wires that I have from my series cables. Yeah, so you guys saw the you guys saw the picture of the Raptor 30 on Facebook? Yes. That's the project I've been working on. Uh, today I had to order some uh, a new muffler and a few other little bits and... What, bits and bobs bobs and bits and then uh so tomorrow those will be showing up uh i got those and we'll uh probably get that going i want to get that thing flying uh by the weekend so get some video of it cool that's about all that's been happening here so it's about time for some news and rob's not here to introduce the news so jake you want to give it a try uh, i'll give it a whirl news news let's get it Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> dude, check out that Outrage N2 over there. Yeah, dude, it's sweet. I think that's Burt's, isn't it? Oh, it is? You know, I, I think I'm going to take it for a flight, man. I think I'm going to... I'm not even going to ask him. Yeah, do it. He's not around. All right, here we go. Man, this thing flies nice, man. Nice, I like it. Shit, I think Burt's coming back. Dude, no, really? Yeah, that's him. I'm getting out of here. Damn. You're behind you. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Dude, did you come here to sleep or you come here to fly the N2? Outrage N2, available at a hobby shop near you. What do we got for news here? Let's see. Um, you know, I was looking and I saw a quadcopter that just screamed Jake. And uh, it's a Walkera quadcopter and they call it the Ladybug. Yeah. It's got your name written all over it, Jake. It's this cute little quadcopter with this little ladybug canopy. 
yeah, I was checking it out. It's got red uh, rotors in the one side and black in the other, and I'd fly it. Why not? Of course you would. Don't know anything about it. It looks pretty small, but uh, you know, quadcopters are getting pretty popular these days. I imagine we're going to start seeing quite quite a few, quite a few of them around. You know, my birthday's coming up. You could send me one. That's right. Jake's birthday's on, on this next Sunday, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. How old are you going to be? 13? 14? Yeah, something like that. You wish. We'll stay with that. <laughs> You're probably going to be, what, 50? 55? 55. <laughs> now I'm going to be uh, 31. Oh my god, 31. Yep. You whippersnapper. How old are you, Dan? How old am I? Yeah. I'm old enough to know better and young enough not to give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 40. I'll be 41 in October. Old man. I am old. I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> I, fart hey man, I fart dust and you piss rust. Young at heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys see these uh, pictures of the Goblin 630 head? Yes. Looks exactly like did. Those look really nice. Like those, just that head just looks like nice and solid. When is that? Have you heard, Jake, have you heard anything about that helicopter? When's that supposed to be available to the public? I'm really not sure. I haven't heard anything about pre-sales or anything yet, so. I suppose they better right. wait till they get their 700 sorted out and everybody's got that in their hands first, huh? Yeah. Hopefully that one's blue because, you know, then everyone who's holding their breath will match the color of their helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you guys know, yesterday we had uh, Heli Harry and Richie Clark on and they are both part of the UK Horizon team. And as such, they've been flying that uh, 450X uh, flybarless blade helicopter. And we've actually got... sweet. Yeah, we've got some video of both of them. Uh, of course, Halle Harry, he's 10 years old. Amazing little flyer. He's got these videos. We're going to put some show notes up to that. And then Richie Clark did a... Uh, literally a box to 3D flight video. Uh, took it out of the box. Uh, took it up for 30 seconds to check things out. And immediately started doing 3D with it, and apparently yeah, it was pretty impressive, really. Yeah, apparently he's really he's really liking it. So maybe they've they're onto something there. You know, like one thing you know, and it's been said before, but the thing about that it is, it's nice that if you have that 450, you know, the Beast X, you can use it on your next helicopter once you outgrow it or decide you want something bigger. Yeah, that Micro Beast is a huge selling point for their new line. Like the there's the 450X, the 300X, and the 500X. And you know when you think of the price point and think that that thing's going to be 220 bucks just to get that little unit, uh, just think of the price of the helicopter and all that other stuff being just minus 220. And you you know you realize you're actually getting a pretty good deal with most of that stuff. Yeah. And any every E flight helicopter that I've had has been great for ready to fly out of the box sort of thing and a lot of people you know argue about that you know one of my first ones was a a, a blade cp and it was a, a great little learning tool for me put some See, training I, gear I'm on the complete it and, opposite on that one uh, i hated my cp that's what i started on and i i hate it i don't know how many times i just wanted to like chuck it against the wall yeah before I got my Blade you know. CP, I, I went through like a, a couple of coaxials and honey, honeybee and, you know, I had the fixed pitch thing. And so it was kind of 
it wasn't like the first helicopter I had oh, okay. but for oh. what I had out of the box. And it could have been also, you know, the store I got it from the guy at the store, uh, this place called in control hobbies here in uh, post falls, Idaho, where, where I usually go this, this guy, he just hovered it for me, Paul, and, you know, made sure it was, it was good to go in the shop. So that was my experience with that. But, you know, I've gotten MSRs and, I mean, I've got this MCPX, which uh, isn't quite ready to fly here. But. <laughs> you know, I didn't. But, I didn't start with a little helicopter. However, I did love my MSR. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yes, you did. I didn't love the MCPX either. Well, you know, I didn't get any little helicopters until after I'd already had several large helicopters. I started on a fifty nitro. Yes, and some people, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of people that tried to start on a large nitro that had a hard time and, and gave up, you know, there's this local guy who's a pilot and he tried back in the day and just didn't really work out for him. And I'm, I'm trying to come back into it and just try something smaller and electric, but you know, to each their own, like yeah. I always say, and, and whatever works for you. But I, I think starting out something smaller and, and cheaper, which won't really make a difference because you're still going to get the bug and you're spend a bunch of money on a whole bunch of helicopters or whatever. Yeah, well, it, that's kind of what would. I did when I started. I spent a lot of money on a lot of helicopters. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll take over. Yeah. You know, so more Jake, bling than sting. Yeah. Jake, do you got any news? Yeah, I mean, Rob mentioned it last week, but if people haven't checked it out, they should really look at it. It's the Spartan fly barless system. I'm you know, doing a little bit of research on that, and it seems like you know they really are, are pulling it out on that, and it, it should be you know, comparable. Yeah. What are all the features that you've heard of so far? Well, they're they're saying that it's essentially the same tail type system as what's in the like the Spartan Cork and the DS. They haven't really released, you know, what kind of features are in the unit itself. Um, I think I saw something about a governor, but I don't really remember. So don't quote me on that. But they also have their little field programmer that's coming out with it. So you can either set it up with the computer or with the, the field card there. That's great. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good unit. I mean, everybody knows, you know, back when we were all using, you know, tail gyros and, as opposed to fly barless systems. Everybody yeah. really liked the, the Spartan gyros. So I would suspect that... I, uh, I have one on my 500 still. Yeah, I've had several. I've had several Spartan gyros and I've never had any problems with them. Yeah, for a while, uh, one of these guys at the sites was actually thinking about trying to use... Uh, three Spartan gyros to make a three-axis gyro that was as good as a Spartan. And, you know, I think a lot of us has been waiting to see this for a long time. He's been putting a lot of work into it, so I think it's probably going to be a good unit. I mean, I, everything he does seems to be pretty good, so... Well, how about you, Dieter? Do you got any news? Anything new and exciting? It looks like uh, on Amazing Race next week, they're going to have a little RC helicopter challenge. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Like seeing the, uh, the preview, it looks like they're going to have a coaxial and hopefully it's just going to be a bunch of people that don't know how, you know, of course all of us are going to be sitting there like, Oh, it'd be so cool. If we were the person on amazing race, we'd kick up for our team in this competition. But uh, I guess they're going to have to land it on a small pad on somebody's head mm -hmm. or something. I don't know if the producers understand how a coaxial works outside, but you know, if they yeah. did get dead calm winds, it's, it could be possible, but it could be in one of those competitions where... It just takes forever to finish? 
<laughs> yeah. Or nobody wins. Uh, you can't control a coaxial outside. I'm, just, you know. Yeah, I've just never, have to wait I've until never, the wind dies down. You know, I guess I did want a long, 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 long time ago. I did have a coaxial, and I don't even remember what it was. But uh, we're talking a long time ago, and I never really did get to fly that thing. I mean, it flew. It just went up, and that's it. And, yeah, and, you, had, I and mean, you had to click it. It wasn't like you had a throttle stick to make you know make it. You just went click, 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 click the up button. And every time you clicked it, it would raise up a little bit. Yeah, and eventually it, they start drifting to one direction or the other with the rudder, and you can't trim it out. Yeah, and you adjusted the forward flight by adjusting the center of gravity. Where you place yep. the battery is how fast it would fly. Oh, and early on, I was trying to add, you know, pennies and change and stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, why is there a penny here in this checkbox with... Uh, that's your tip. MCPX. That's your <laughs> like, tip. Is it a penny for your problems? <laughs> like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Was that your weight compensation? You might you might want to look close. There might be some other disturbing things in there as well. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so, and then other than that, uh, our, our website, you know, the rchelicollective.com website, we've put together a whole new uh, makeover to the forum and reorganized it and tried to put things into a section into their own sections where it's much more clean mm-hmm. now and you can find you know you just go in there to the heli forum and look at popular models and you can find any model that you're looking for you know in alphabetical order and then you know on the main page now we've got you know the different fringe things multi rotor and uh, aerial photography or whatever you're looking for and there's a little tutorial section at the bottom too with some videos that I've made of uh, flight tutorials and, and uh, tech tutorials and how to's and then links to other stuff that we found that are, you know, YouTube videos that are free for everybody to look at as whenever they want to and they can find it in search engines and all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, I got to thank those guys over there too at the RC Heli Collective. You know, it couldn't do it without our users and the admins, uh, you know, Casey, Steve, Derek, Phil, you guys are all awesome. You guys do a great job. Can do without you and the members. And we just got to a hundred members, so it's not too huge right now, but yeah, you know, we're getting there and starting to build and hundreds seemed kind of like a, a big deal for us to get there. And, uh, lots of good people that are, you know, participating and active and, uh, a lot of people that don't blow their their tops and it's great you know and that's important i did see our banner on your webpage. <laughs> you saw that huh i did yeah 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 we well put... i saw ours on your web page yeah as well, so. see how that works yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you man <laughs> so when, well, well you know we, we love the podcast we love the show most if not all of our users are also citizens of the nation so yeah yeah we appreciate that it's always nice to be involved in the various forums there is um a few things i'd like to talk about that are kind of news related kind of not but uh you guys remember uh dicey rc freak podcast yep, yep. oh yeah 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 he um you were even on that for a while too, yeah yeah back in the day i was on there for a few episodes yeah. with dicey um well we um I- i'm happy to say you know he, he kind of took a break from the doing his podcast but he's been in, he got involved with uh a new outfit, uh, uh, a webpage called Flightline, 
and um, he's doing another show now called Beyond the Flight Line, and it's a uh, kind of a mixture of helicopters and airplanes and that kind of thing. So I wish him the best, and I, you know, go, go, go check it out, guys. I mean, I listen to all these podcasts. I've listened to Dicey's show. I listened to RC Today show, and uh, yeah, there's room for all Dicey's of us. Show is great. Yeah, there's room for all of us out there. Enjoy those shows. Um, did you guys see the Run Rider incident that happened this week? No, I missed it. Yeah, I think there was a, for a little while, there was a profane banner and then yeah. a following post uh, that was under Mark Riders. I don't know if it was actually him or somebody else that posted it that said, you know, we didn't get hacked. The owner of the site is insane yeah. or crazy or <laughs> something. unstable or something like that. <laughs> How, uh, I don't know. It was interesting. And uh, I th- you know, I, actually, I, I saw it. I actually saw it and I grabbed the link. What I should have done is grab a screenshot, but I didn't, wasn't. Oh, there. you didn't grab a screenshot. No, I didn't. Oh, that's what you should have done. Yeah. I didn't see the banner. I saw the aftermath. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I'm sure I got, I'm sure I got hacked. I mean, I, I don't know. There's no reason for him to do that, but anyway, just kind of an interesting know. little tidbit. Maybe he got frustrated and people were just being whiny and he was just wanted to put a message out to everybody. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's about it for the news this week. Hey guys, Dan here. I want to tell you about the biggest and best RC heli shop on the planet. That's right, you guessed it. HeliPros. I've been using HeliPros since 2008, and they're always my first choice when it comes to ordering stuff online. Their customer service is top-notch, and they know your heli inside and out. So remember, when you need heli stuff, think helipros.com. Fly hard, helipros has the parts. We're going to talk a little bit about stick tension, how you achieve your optimal stick tension, uh, whether you like to handle the short, fat ones, long, skinny ones. <laughs> or yeah, just I'm plain small that ones. You like the short ones, huh? I like the short ones. I, uh, he likes the short, small ones, not the short, fat ones, the short, small ones. <laughs> for me, the, for me like the, can, how, how I my optimal stick tension was I went and adjusted everything uh, up high as it'll go and I kind of worked my way down and I found initially I tried because I was talking with uh, I can't remember who one day on Skype and we were talking about well let's let's take our tension all the way up and at first it felt real good on the sim it's like yeah I can really feel like I can control it but then I found that it just wasn't it just started not feeling good so i started decreasing the tension and and where i ended up with with mine was a really loose collective and uh, a really loose or i'm sorry really loose cyclic on the right stick and a really loose collective and a tight rudder that's how i ended up Hmm. with mine and then uh it's a little different myself you know i i think uh i was just the left stick was the opposite yeah basically you know i'd i'd like my rudder to be a little more loose and my throttle pitch to be a little tighter just so i can sink into a certain throttle level you know get inverted and get that right level to where you're not quite crashing as long you can leap as long as you can keep the disc flat Mm -hmm. you know that sort of thing but you got to keep the cyclic a little more loose if you're going to be stirring it for something like pyro pyro flips or yeah well, I the problem I have is um, if I don't put a lot of tension in the rudder, I end up getting a lot of mixing. 
you know when I'm, i do the same thing when i'm when i'm doing the when i'm adjusting the collective i end up mixing in rudder if it's not if there isn't a definite pull right if i can't feel it yeah, yeah. it shouldn't be too loose i don't have anything too loose it's definitely not maybe people like Tarek, you know the way Bert described it. His stuff was all pretty loose, so I'm guessing his stuff is, you know, probably really loose. But uh, yeah, you I, I kind of got used to a certain feel when I started out. You know, how I I bought a T-Rex 600 ESP from somebody who, you know, had it ready to fly, and I bought the whole kit, and it had the DX7, and they set it up for me, and I said, you know, just set it up as a 3D machine because. I just thought eventually I wanted to flip it and he set everything up perfect for me and that's what I got used to I think and just through muscle memory and what I've I've gotten used to it could have been just that he set it up great for me for what he had learned but it worked perfect for me and you know there was I had a, a problem with my DX7 and I, I actually had my simulator for phoenix and i my simulator bugged out at the same time my transmitter bugged out and i couldn't access the board on the the sim cable but i actually cut it up and just sent in my sim cable to horizon hobby and my transmitter and they replaced the sim cable and just completely fixed my my transmitter for me and and even problems that I didn't know existed in my transmitter. They just basically upgraded it and sent it back for free. Uh, and, uh, okay, wait a second. What was I? I'm trying to remember what my original point was. <laughs> you must not have had a point. I am, I am done. Uh, with he was going to talk about his six that he bought and how the stick tension was different. Right. Oh, stick tension is what we were talking about. Okay. Okay. So we'll edit that Hi, out. Hi, my name is Leader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think we're going to edit that out? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. It's all good, whatever. So uh, with the stick tension thing, I, I sent in my DX7, but I, I was impatient, so I ordered a DX6i. And when that thing came in, the tension was just so different from what I was used to. I had had my DX7 for such a long time that that's really all I was used to and, and the tension was just crazy different. So I had to, you know, crack the back open and really do a lot of trial and error stuff with the stick tension before I got it right where I, I was comfortable. So for some people, if it's a new transmitter, just keep trying, change it, uh, Figure out how it feels if it's not right. Loosen or tighten whatever you need to do, and just get to where it's comfortable for whatever your style is. Yeah, and the that, stick feels good. Yeah, and that's the thing. Don't be afraid to experiment with it because, you know, you, you know. I guess you could get used to the stock settings. You know, Helly, Helly Harry was telling us that, you know, he he just kind of got used to the stock settings and has never really bothered messing with his tension. I I kind of like tinking with that kind of stuff, you know. I kind of like messing with it. So uh, I, it's, you know, I'm, I don't even know to tell you the truth. I don't even know if I'm happy with the tension that I have now. I would suspect over the summer I'll probably change it a handful of times. Yeah, yeah. I started out. Um, I 
I just didn't have the control that I wanted. I don't know if it was just dexterity or what, but I, I tightened them down quite a bit, probably like 75% of the way. And then I, I felt like I had the control I needed. And I flew like that for what, a year and a half, probably maybe more. And then more recently, I just, I was flying one night. I haven't changed my stick tension at all. And I was just flying one night on the simulator and they felt really tight. I went out and flew the next day and they felt tight again. You know, I was flying a real helicopter, not just the sim. And so I, I loosened them up and I loosened them up quite a bit and they still feel a little bit tight. So I don't know if I, it's just a sensitivity thing you gain over time or what, but yeah, I've really loosened mine up recently. I'm willing to bet that uh, when you're starting out, the tighter sticks are probably a little better for you. That would be my opinion. I mean, it seemed to help me, but then then you just kind of start, you know, messing around with it and realizing, you know, where your optimal settings are. You just got to play with it. There's no right and or wrong answer. And it's kind of like with Expo, you know, when you start out, you you might want to have a little bit more Expo to start out. And yeah, as you progress, yep. you might want to turn your Expo down to certain levels. You'll find your comfort level and it will change as your flying ability changes, too. Yeah. You know, speaking well, how of, long are your sticks? <laughs> I, you know, I, my, I've got the shortest possible. Uh, uh, what are the, what are they called? The, <laughs> you know, the things you screw on there—the the little, the little thumb grips or whatever they call them. The head, the gimbal head. Yeah, if that's what you want to call them. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. I've got mine adjusted all the way down, and uh, I'm a thumber, so I like I I would like to them to be even shorter than they are but i suppose if you're a pincher you're going to want them a little bit longer yeah yeah so I'm, I'm, a I'm a pincher and myself and i like them long you know they're pretty long but i mean i'm also six five so my fingers are also pretty long so but i i've just gotten used to i i think again you know had my stuff turned out quite a bit early on and made them long and just got really comfortable and used to that. Yeah, see, I, I used to fly when I flew planks all the time. I had long sticks. And then when I got into helicopters, my hands are small. So mine are as short as I can get them. And dainty. that's where I fly. Dainty. dainty. Not small, dainty. <laughs> you see, if you think of the fact that, you know, torque is length times the force, then the more length you have, the more torque you have. So the more fine controlled, like if you're flying like crazy th 3D stuff, perhaps just thinking on it, about it on that level by having longer sticks, you can have quicker yeah, yeah, reaction more precision with longer know, sticks. Do you yeah, think who knows? Uh, it doesn't feel that way to me. It feels like there's more slop with longer sticks. Yeah, you have to move it farther to get the same reaction. All right. Yeah, and I could so also I'm, be... I'm uh, increasing my resolution <laughs> by shortening the sticks. No, you would be increasing your resolution by making it longer. No. Yeah, no. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're, is, you're increasing the speed at which you go through the resolution by making it shorter. Oh, is that the way that works? Yeah. You just think of if you just had little stubs of those things, like how much more work you're really putting into it you're that's where if if they're longer it's it's you could 
it's less force that you actually have to use to move the sticks, but probably longer, obviously longer distance that the end of the sticks are going to go to. Yeah, because when you're when you increase the resolution on your servos, you bring the ball closer to the to the center. Yeah. You said, "What's that?" Said so you said ball. Well, we're talking about sticks. Well, I know, but it's the same <laughs> the same principle. I mean, the, the if the if the, shik, if the yeah, stick is short, it's like torque, and you know, it's it's the opposite sort of thing where with a stick, you're you're controlling the end, and you're controlling the end of the fulcrum instead of the center where with the servo all of that force is being exerted front in the center out to oh uh, it's the same way on the, the it's the same way on so the if uh, it's yeah i got it yeah, so for with the servo if it's further out then that's actually more torque that the center has to produce but if it's closer in then that's less torque so then the center of the servo is working less hard but that increases the resolution on a servo, but it's opposite on yep. the gimbals. Yeah. Right. I got it. It's the same thing. It's the same, same principle on the, uh, on the fly barless head, the, the, uh, swash to grip the it's backwards from what you would think normally. Yeah. 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 If you, if you want to put more force on the center, you have a longer or more torque on the center. You have a longer distance. Like if you have a really long wrench and you're pushing on it, it's less force if it's longer. But if, if that wrench, that this, if something was controlling that force from the center, it would have to work harder to force you to move mm. by pushing against that at the end of that wrench. See there, you learn something every day. You know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was going to say the uh, you, you mentioned uh, the expo, expo. When I I used to always always start out new helicopters at forty five percent expo. Forty five percent first flight always. <laughs> Holy crap! Dang man. Well, I, I did that on purpose. You see, I did it on purpose because I didn't want any unexpected, you know, quick movements. And you know, as soon as I realized that everything was all right, then I would turn them down. Right now, I run. I don't know, probably. 40. No, I'm down to, I think I run 15% expo across the board and 25 on the tail. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's on it. better than like no reaction at center stick at all. Yeah, well, you know, when you're, when, when you don't know what you're doing and you're the only helicopter guy in the area, <laughs> yeah. it sucks to exactly. crash on Maiden, right? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was in the same boat when I started. Yeah, so I don't think I do yep. that. It's been, well, I don't think I'm going to do that with the Raptor. It's been a while since I've made a new helicopter. Last year, last July, I think, was the last time I did that. And that helicopter scared the shit out of me. It was that X5. You still have something coming, though, right? I mean, uh, I know there's a, a fusion that should be coming at some point, but then there's something else, too, right? Like a TDR or no, an X7? Dude, you haven't heard? Will you still fully cancel that? Or? Dude, I had to because, you know, you know, I dropped so much money into the podcast. Um, I had to cancel those orders. I know, but I was I was still hoping that you just, you know, change your mind. and. Well, you know, I haven't got the, the letter yet uh, that it's ready. I'm expecting it any day now. So th th there's a likelihood. I don't know. There, there's a possibility. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Have it sent here. I mean, if you could sell it. It, to somebody who I, I guarantee you could get as much as you put into it and somebody could get a TDR that they didn't have to wait on the list yeah but you know what I you know? don't 
because that list is long. I don't like to sell helicopters. Once I have them, I don't like to sell them. <laughs> so as soon as it showed up, you'd be like, screw it. I'm going to build it. Yeah. I'm going to build it. I know where there's a really nice motor for it. <laughs> That's right. Jake's got an extra motor. <laughs> so, do anyway. it, man. Do it. Do it. You know what, guys? I think it's time for our tech tip. Tech tip. Awesome. All right. So this tech tip is brought to you by HeliPros. Fly hard. HeliPros has the parts. Hi, this is Dieter, also known as RCD Butts, with your 60-second tech tip. Today's topic is safety. Be aware that the blade tips of a helicopter travel extremely fast and can cause serious injury or death if safety is not being practiced. Understand the dangers of LiPo batteries and combustible fuel. Make sure you have a full understanding of the defaults in your radio system and electronics, and what safety features keep you safe. On many systems, if you accidentally turn off your transmitter, the receiver will go into default settings from during the bind process. During the build and radio setup, follow the directions properly and remove the pinion or back out the motor for any ESC programming that may arm the motor and cause it to spin up. Never spin up a helicopter on the bench or in your hands. Do hover flights to check all trimming. Do not fly around people who are unaware of RC helicopter dangers. Inspect your helicopter periodically. Always have a system of doing pre-flight checks, post-flight checks, and run down on the bench every five or so flights. Mechanical crashes can often be avoided with some rigorous periodic inspection. Finally, use common sense. Don't fly drunk, don't buzz your friends, and stay in control. This has been your RC Helination 60 Second Tech Tip. So yeah, there was also uh, this a couple flights that I got in, got, got to get in a couple weeks ago where uh, I had a, a buddy that came in from out of town and saw some of my flight videos and he just really, really wanted to record a couple of videos. So I'm, I'm always down if somebody wants to record some flight videos for me because, you know, I, I could have my wife do it, but she'll say lots of perverted things in the background. That'll be <laughs> difficult to edit and I want the sound of the blade. So, you know, I can't let her do, do that anymore. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh he recorded some flights for me. It was it was great, you know. I the flights went well uh for the most part. I got two full flights in at the end of my second flight. I actually had a loss of power. Uh I was running my Scorpion ESC and it's actually got a uh spark suppressant cap. So you can plug it in and then plug the the battery in and then plug the the bullet connector in right afterwards but it seems that during a tiktok that came undone so i decided you know it's better for me i put some heat shrink around it closed it and heated it up and it's on there nice and solid now so uh, i'm not afraid of the spark so i'd, I'd rather it you know i'd have one more connection that i don't have to worry about <laughs> basically but also my friend who recorded the videos it turned out that when we went went to the house to look at the videos there was a huge some smudge of something on the front of the camera lens and it was all really blurry and there was no beautiful videos and it, it looked like he was gonna have everything in there you know me flying from behind me with the the scorpion jacket and 
then in front of me with my my outrage shirt and my out, outrage hat and from the side and he was trying to do all this artistic stuff and there was something on the camera lens so it was all blurry and we had to waste so what it. you're saying is he was so so excited by the fight and, and so impressed that he just started drooling and drooled all over the camera or what that could have been it or, you know <laughs> he, had his, just, he had his finger over the lens <laughs> <laughs> there, there was just i don't know a smudge of something on on the lens it, i don't know uh-huh. maybe it was from an old uh you know when i was looking at old goblin pdfs or something Ooh. Uh, okay <laughs> but uh it turned out it was a wash kind of like similar to what happened in this last day with the podcast yeah but sometimes there's a wash i've also usually my stuff i record with a hat cam anyway so sometimes it'll point too far up or too far down and i get a, a great video that i or a great flight in and i run to my house and i look at it and then you know none of it's in the view of the camera so yeah well you know away. it happens I picked up a, uh, for Christmas, I picked up a GoPro 2. And uh, actually, there was a picture that you posted that had the GoPro. I think it was your messy trailer today. That's right. And I saw that GoPro thing there. I'm like, oh, Dan's got a GoPro. Nice. Well, I've been looking around at the videos, and apparently they don't do real good video when they're on your head because it's like a fisheye or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's a the old version is or the original one is a wide angle lens only. I think the GoPro Hero Two, which is like an extra hundred bucks, will do wide and narrow. Oh, so I can set it up to do it that way. Okay. Yeah, so you can do like a standard and a wide. But if you've got the GoPro Hero Two, then that's the only. But I think the original one only does the wide angle lens. Yeah, I got the the GoPro Hero Two. So, what I am gonna do is. Uh, I'm going to put some uh, uh, mounts on my, right on the, right where the boom goes into the body. And so I'm going to mount it off to the side, right? So it's looking kind of straight out towards the nose on the right side of the, the opposite side Perfect. of the exhaust. <laughs> like nice. blade strike location? No, it shouldn't be a blade, it shouldn't be a blade strike. It'll be pretty close up to the body. I mean, if a blade strikes there, then you've done some really... You're you're probably yeah, gonna crash it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because it'll be right level with the boom, and uh, just like three or four inches off to the side, and right up against the body. Like so I can't imagine that there would be any boom strikes there. But on my plank, and I know we don't like to talk about planks much, but I'm gonna put uh, two permanent mounts, one on the nose and one underneath between the landing gear. So I can Sweet. get some uh, video with that as well. That should be happening soon because the weather's starting to turn and we'll be doing some flying finally. I know. I can't wait for the whole daylight savings thing to go away. That's next you week, know, isn't I, it? Yes, yes, it is. It's here in, in March. I know for sure. I think mid-March. Yep. Beware of the Ides no, of it's... March because there's going to be a lot of flying after work. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's what Definitely I'm next weekend. Jake's going to be flying the Goblin next weekend. Yeah, yeah. record that i still don't have batteries oh that's right you still don't have batteries oh what are you oh you're you're gonna do a 12 cell setup sort of thing yeah just just take it on the top of the barn and throw it 
right? <laughs> I'll just oh, oh, man. Off the top of the bar. I've got I, I swear I've got a whole bunch of six cell five thousand milliamp batteries sitting in my freezer, and I'm waiting for the Fusion ninety to be released because I don't have a ninety helicopter. Huh. So I I oh. would gladly send them along if you if you promise to record us a video. That might be an option. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll send you my address because they are not being used. I am waiting for the Fusion 90. That is going to be my 90. I'm going to, you know, tell everybody uh, I'm going to do build videos and reviews and probably uh, I'm sure I'll do a 10 reasons why I left my Fusion 90 (laughs) video like I did with my Fusion 50. But right now I, I haven't heard a release date. I heard spring, but I really haven't heard a release date. So they're not getting used. So have you heard about the, speaking of outrage, have you heard about the new Deer, Derlin gear that they've got? Or going to have Delrin? soon? Delrin, Derlin? Yeah, there's a, Del- a Delrin gear that they've made now for the Fusion 50, and I think it'll work on the Velocity uh, N2 as well. And it, you know, any of these gear problems, it sounds like they got that stuff solved. Yeah. Have you been having any gear problems with yours? I have not busted a single gear, not on the front, not on the tail. Uh, I grease them up r- pretty much every flight. Yeah. Basically, I've I've got this uh, super lube synthetic grease, some clear grease that I just put on on the gears every time, and I do you know some fairly uh, aggressive stuff now and then, and I uh, just have been lucky enough. You do some aggressive hovering. <laughs> It's really aggressive hovering, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I, I, maybe I've just been really lucky. I haven't torn up any gears yet. I've got a whole bunch of gears. And then when the black gears came out, I've ordered a bunch of backup black gears and I'm sure I'm going to order a Delrin gear. So I think I'll be set. Yeah, should be. I'll be flying my fusion in a few weeks. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, well, I was going to say, let me know if you need gears, but, you know, Outrage might not be happy if I, uh, if I say that, but they'd probably, <laughs> they'll probably hook you up with parts uh, yourself if you get that stuff going. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Those, those are pretty inexpensive parts. Um, They're, see. you know, decent price. Yeah. Most of that Outrage stuff is. I mean, it wasn't very, it was, considering how bad Rob put that thing in, it really wasn't too awful bad to get it going again. Oh, no. I mean, if you've watched my, you know, 10 reasons why I love my Fusion 50 video, then the last reason is the price. If you look the, at the cost uh, difference of aligned parts directly against the Outrage Fusion 50 parts versus, you know, the Align 600, then Fusion, 9 out of 10 times, Fusion stuff is is you know better quality and better price. I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's going to be some Align fanboys. I've I had so many lines. I've I've had every single line at one to seventy seven hundred, and I really enjoyed my lines. But when I got my Fusion Fifty, it was just you know like I said, perfect for me. And I like the accessibility to a lot of things and how you can load up the batteries and a lot of different things about it and the cost of it and how it flies and all that stuff. But uh, I love the line too. You know, it, it's definitely who gets in the hobby without having a line helicopter. This is true. This is true. I have, like I said, I've got my 600 and I fly it all the time. So 
I enjoy yeah, it. And, you know, so many people have that token 700 out there at the fun flies. That's <laughs> what you see more than anything is a 700. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, I think we're kind of getting to the point where we're going to wrap it up. You know, I want to talk about uh, a few things. I want to, first of all, the Facebook page. You know, we're up to uh, 800 and last I looked, 883, I think it was. Do you think, like, when you start getting around 1,000, people are going to be disliking the page and trying to re-like it? How dare you no, put that idea No, because I will in. hunt them down. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting that idea in. <laughs> I'm sure plenty of people already think it's like, all right, once we get 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is, is there any way to monitor that? Or? Uh, not really. Um, you know, but... <laughs> You know, whatever. I, I would encourage you guys to not do that. But at the same time, let me just say, you know, we are getting close to a thousand. And once we do hit a thousand, someone's going to win a 450 kit. And then we're going to randomly choose out of those thousand people um, someone to win a Flybard Nitro 700 from Chaos, uh, RC Aerodyne, uh, scaleflying.com. Thank you, Cliff, for that donation. That's awesome. And, um, I know there's a there's a few out there that don't like Facebook. I don't quite get that, but to each his own. And if you're one of those people, just send me an email and uh, we'll include you in that giveaway as well. Uh, we'll just add your name to the list. Other than that, um, the webpage is looking great, Jake. Doing a fantastic job. Thank you. We're uh, enjoying that IM function. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's nice to be able to just talk to to people, just at random. It's a lot that of fun. It's a great yeah. site to hang out at for sure. You know, you just chat with you guys. That's how I got in contact with Dan myself. Yeah, you know, just hanging out there and shot you a little PM. It's a lot of fun, and a lot of the guys that are doing reviews for us and whatnot. That's how they're. That's how they ended up doing them. Is they just sent me an IM saying, "Hey, I'd like to do." You know, I got a couple of reviews. I'd like to put them on your webpage. And, uh, you know, we encourage that, you know, and if you're still, we're still looking for people who might be interested in doing uh, news stories. You know, like I've always said, there's no minimum. There's no deadlines. Um, if you're interested in doing it get in touch with us, we'll give you access to submitting links or submitting those articles. And uh, we'll go ahead and publish them after we get a chance to, to look them over for formatting and whatnot. So... There's always extra formatting to be done. Yes. Jake Jake is all on top of the formatting. <laughs> it's that OCD kicking in. Yeah. So anyway, guys, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at uh, Dan at rcheliation.com. I'm also at Dan K. Reed on most all the forums. Jake, if I wanted to get in touch with you, is it a simple email or do I have to go through some huge process to get, it, get to you? Uh, I, I tend to like the whole like bouncing light off mirrors you know down the dark hallway and all no um just hit me up at jake at rchelination.com or catch me on the instant messenger on the site very nice and if i want to get in touch with you Dieter, how would i do that well uh most people you know if they're at the forums they can pm me um rc debuts or <laughs> if you want to send me an email you can send me one at Dieter at rchelination.com and that's D-E-A-T-E-R. Very nice, guys. Well, uh, again, I'd like to extend an apology to Hilly Harry and Richie Clark. You know, I know you guys came on and uh, last night. We will try to get you on the show soon. Um, 
Also, guys, looking forward to some future guests. We've got the guys from Photoshop, Photoshop One coming on. We're going to talk about aerial photography. And I got in touch with uh, Charlie Stevens from Elise RC. Um, he's going to get back to me. We might be doing an interview with him later this week. Um, so in the next few weeks, that's who you can expect to hear on the show. If you've got any questions for these guys, just uh, post them up on the Heli Freak Listener's Corner. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it. And we will see you guys next week. Sayonara. See ya. And thanks, Dan, for having me on. No problem, man. <laughs>